Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on Congirl. My dream job was to be a model. She introduced herself as Coco Palmer. She worked for Elite Model Management. I was really excited that someone was interested in me. It was convincing enough for people who were already eager to have that kind of story. I've just sent my daughter off with a complete bloody stranger. I don't even know if she's coming back. She made really odd comments saying she's not going to kidnap me. I hid one knife. I was ready. Con Girl, Episode 7, The Unravelling. Samantha is so believable because she just, like, talks her way into it. She talks her way around things and makes you, like, say yes without saying yes. She just gets into your, like, mind and just so convincing, like, literally so convincing. Hi, my name's Tiana. I'm 20 years old. My little sister, Georgia, was so funny. Growing up, she loved dancing. She always was making little videos. Putting heels on, dressing up, always wanted to be on TV. Coco Palmer said she was from a modelling agency. Georgia had been picked to go over to Melbourne and do like a photo shoot and like some acting. So I went with her and mum and my little son, Levi, because I just wanted to be a part of it. I wanted her to like follow on her dream and do what she wanted to do. And I thought this might be an opportunity for her. Melbourne, July 2019. Coco booked in the hostel and then left with Georgia. That's Mel, Georgia and Tiana's mother. Front desk have come and asked us, Tiana and I, who had the identification for check-in. And I said, maybe it was um, Coco. And he's like, who is Coco? And I'm just like, the lady who was with us. And he said, no, her name's Jazzy Jarvis. So we have no idea who Coco is or who this woman even was and she's with my daughter in Melbourne somewhere. So I was freaking out, obviously. So was Tiana and we had poor little Levi was crook and he was crying constantly and I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. Tiana's like, okay, I'm going to contact Jesse Jarvis on social media. I instantly, like, Google, like, a Jazzy Jarvis in Melbourne. There couldn't be too many. I connected with Jazzy through Facebook Messenger. 
And she told me that Coco had been a nanny for them. Like she lived in the house and they had to fire her because she stole like iPads and money. I was so scared. I didn't even know what to think. Coco and Georgia were out. I call up Georgia and I just say, like, don't put me on speaker. Like, just keep calm. Like, don't do anything differently. Just act normal. So I got a phone call from my older sister, Tiana, saying that I was unsafe and that Coco wasn't actually Coco, that she was just lying to us the whole time. I was extremely freaked out. She made really odd comments, like laughing, saying she's not going to kidnap me, and just really weird stuff like that. I just knew that I was unsafe and I needed to get home. I hit a knife, one of the knives under the mattress near the door. Tiana said, what are you going to do with that, Mum? And I just said, whatever I need to do. Um, she said, OK, well, I'll sit here and you stay near the door and you ask all the questions. I thought, I've got to keep my calm because if I blow up straight away, she's not going to give me any answers or tell me exactly who she is and or run. She'll just take off. I said to Mum, we should just record to see what she has to say and then post it and see if anyone else knows who she is and or have evidence for the police, like if anything does happen. We eventually get a text from Georgia saying, they're coming through the lobby, so Mum stood up and like got to the door. My mummer instincts kicked in and I thought, I've got to protect them. All stupid stuff was going through my mind, like maybe she'd walk in with a knife in George's back, like near her, or, you know, just silly stuff. And I thought, well, this is on me. I've got to do this. When Coco walks in, Mum shuts the door behind her and stands near the door to make sure that Coco couldn't get out before answering our questions. I was sitting on the lounge and I just started, like, recording. You're about to hear the voice of Samantha as a party, recorded by Tiana during their confrontation. What's going on? What do you mean? What's I going don't on? believe you are who you say you are. I don't, he doesn't even know who you are. He wants to come in and call the police. He's, yeah, he's kicking us out, I think. Kicking us out? And I said, well, how come the front desk are telling me that you showed different identification when you checked in? I feel like I'm now being interrogated. Yeah. And then I went, you're lying. Show me your identification. And she wouldn't. You just show me ID. We can sort this out now. What? No, I'm sorry, but I didn't come into this and have to pay for everything, including the daughter's stuff to come here. And she's just like, oh, you're being crazy. I'm ringing head office. We're stripping you from the film. And she still was adamant that she was Coco Palmer and that she did not have to show me any ID. I'm so sorry, guys. 
I so do you have our like, tickets to get home now that yes, you're walking I away? I do have your tickets. And where are they though? I will email them to you. But could you email them on the spot? Because what if we are stuck here with a sick baby? We're not stuck here. She promised Tiana that that's what she was doing. She will email us the ticket numbers and all the rest of it. But can't we have the tickets right now? Like I'm going to leave and then I'm going to get it. But what if we don't get the tickets, we'll get Coco? The tickets and we still won't show me ID. She said, well, I'll go outside, make some phone calls, and Tiana's like, well, we'll go outside. I'm giving him all the information. Okay, give me a phone. At that point, she actually does confront me and ask why I'm recording, but I just blew it off and locked my phone, and that's when the recording ends. And then I came out and blew up her again. I was really hysterical by this point. And I was screaming at her to tell me who you are, what do you want with my daughter? She's like, I'll get you on the plane, don't worry, no one's gonna hurt your daughter, it's fine. And she just legged it, she took off. She was out. We got to the airport and there was no tickets. There was nothing for us. I'm just thinking, what are we gonna do? But Tiana had a little bit of money and she paid the bill and got us all return flight, like nearly $1,000 later to get home. And uh, we had to spend the night in the airport lobby. My husband was telling us to go to the motel across from there, but I just said, if she's working with someone and or he's gonna come for us, we're in the airport, it's full of cameras, it's full of security, we're more safe there than anywhere. So I chose to stay in the airport. They all slept on the seat and I stayed up till 6 a.m. Mal did everything that she could have possibly done to background check. And she's a victim of a crime that is so detailed and so elaborate that it's almost impossible not to fall for it. Journalist Rowan Smith has been following the Samantha as a party story for six years. A mother's instincts go a long way, I think, in outing Sam. I feel like I'm now being interrogated. Yeah. She gets video that is, up until that point, the most footage that we've ever seen of Sam. I'm going to leave and then I'm going to get it. But what if we don't get the tickets, we'll get Coco? The tickets and we still won't show me ID. You can see Sam's con unravelling and her scrambling to try to cover her tracks. The other thing is that Sam would never let anybody take a photograph of her. But Mel not only has the video, she takes a picture of Samantha that brings her unstuck. Sam made her match with Mel. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. 
You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We had a bonding night in Melbourne. We went into the King Ping bowling place in the casino. We asked her to take our picks as a family. And then I said, oh, come on, you've got to get in, you know, like this is all happening because of you, like we've got to have a photo with you. Coco turned her back like instantly and she just said like, don't take photos of me. She was sort of like trying to mask her face at some point. Pull her hair over her face, put her hand up to her face. And we're just like, put your hand down, like, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a really big picture taker and I'm just, I can be very abrupt sometimes. But, yeah, she got it done. In the photo, Georgia and Samantha sit smiling side by side on an oversized purple throne beneath a gold kingpin logo. When we got home, I put up the photo on Facebook. So people knew that it was a con woman and that if anyone had any information about her, because we were trying to track her down, I wanted her to be dealt with by the authorities. After we put her on social media, a lady that I knew very well inboxed me and said, Mel, I know this woman. I said, you're kidding me. And she said, no. She said, Google GPO girl and you'll know what I'm talking about. And I Googled it instantly. And sure enough, that was her. And that's where it all just made sense because her real name was Samantha Azapade. She had done this millions of times and had loads of aliases all over the world. And she wasn't the age she said she was. She told us she was like 22 years old, where in actual fact she was 33. The number of people that get scammed online is growing at a phenomenal rate. There's more online crime committed now than offline crime. That's social media expert Jamie Bartlett. Social media and the internet is becoming, for a lot of people, quite a scary place that they're worried about getting fooled or duped some way or another. But social media can also then be flipped and then used to expose the scammers. Very often you'll get a group of amateur armchair investigators online that do all the digging that first exposes a scam. It's not the police. And so it's left to ordinary people 
citizens online to do the police's work for them. So in this case, Mel managed to get a photograph of Samantha, and she didn't like being photographed, and then started sharing it, saying, be wary of this woman. And other people started piecing together the puzzle. I've seen her, she was this person for me. Oh, well, for me, I've, I remember her, she was something else for me. And that probably is only possible with something like social media, when ordinary people can actually share their stories and reach millions of people. So social media was one of the reasons she could do this for so long, but it also turns out to be the reason she gets caught. July 5th, 2019. Jazz Jervis shares Mel's photo of Samantha as a party on Instagram and alerts the media. Here she is, speaking on Radio 6PR. We had a couple of girls catch her using my identity to check into a hostel. These girls actually posted an image of her on their Facebook. So we wanted to make sure that it was spread everywhere so that people can see. Because there's not much online, there's not many photos of yep. her. And that was yes. the intention behind sharing it. Within hours, sharing that photo will pay big dividends. I'm a mum of four, four young children. That's Melbourne business owner, Carney. Back in 2019, I put an ad on an au pair group to call out for our next au pair. Harper would have been my ninth au pair, I think. I offered her the position and I didn't really hear from her again. So that was the most frustrating thing. It was just before school holidays. I needed help. What's going on? July 6th, 2019. One day after Jazz Jervis shares the photo of Samantha as a party online. It was a normal night when you sit down and you have a glass of red wine at the end of a busy day. I was flicking through Instagram and it just so happened that up popped a post, a story from this mother named Jazzy who was really flustered saying, I'd just been to the police station and so it caught my attention. She was hosting an au pair for the last eight months and she'd found multiple uh, passports and identities in this au pair's room and she's just recently found out she's been using her identity. And then up popped a photograph of this au pair. And I straight away looked at the photograph and said, oh my goodness, that's, that's Harper. Oh, instantly I was just shaking. I, my whole, my heart was pounding. I was freaking out that this, what is going on? This is this, what does this person want? Who is she? So I straight away contacted this mother. Jazz and I spoke for, I think, more than an hour. We talked about her history with Harper. Obviously, I told her my story. 
I contacted uh, Harper straight away and said, I've just been watching on Instagram stories of a mother that you've lived at her house. But who are you? And she started to go around a little bit aggressive around and around conversation, just basically arguing that it wasn't her. And so I just said, listen, you're in a lot of strife. And I think that maybe that was enough to deter her. We never heard from Harper again. Later, I found out that her actual name was Samantha Razapati. You know, we completely dodged a bullet. I didn't think I could have another au pair in the house. I couldn't trust anybody again. You are exposing your household, your children, everything to these people, and you're really vulnerable. I did definitely think about just what could have been and how lucky we were that we didn't have her into the house. The vulnerability of having a toddler, three-and-a-half-year-old and a a four-month-old, what could she have done with them? You know, a parent's greatest fear is losing a child. I was just thinking, were you setting us up to steal our children? Despite being outed by the Jervis family and Mal and Georgia, and the footage that's come out of her, she doesn't stop. Journalist Rowan Smith again. She immediately rolls into her next con with a family in Melbourne. They're French nationals. And she poses as a teenager who wants to be an au pair where she is looking after two children of a very young age. On November 1, 2019, Samantha tells the children's parents that she's taking them on a local picnic just around the corner. In reality, she's going to Bendigo, which is a regional city in Victoria, more than 100 kilometres from Melbourne. She's dressed as a schoolgirl. She's got one child strapped to her chest. She walks into a mental health centre, Headspace, and tells this story about how she's been abused. person working there recognises her because she's been in the media lately. They know that she's a con artist who's recently just conned the Jervis family, just conned Mal and Georgia. They take a photograph of her and they call police. By that point though, she's gone. I'm Sergeant Josh Coombs of Victoria Police. Back in 2019, I was a detective senior constable based out of Bendigo. 
Samantha had been in, in contact with Headspace staff. My office is alerted and we make our way down to the Headspace location. The staff present us with a photograph. She's identified as being Samantha as a party. Samantha was wanted by Victoria Police in relation to her use of a stolen Victorian driver's licence belonging to Jazzy Jarvis. My colleague and I have then set about trying to locate this girl. We make some observations of her in the shopping precinct. I've approached Samantha. She then makes an abrupt turn into a shop and she starts ducking and weaving around displays. She's starting to unbuckle the harnessing, holding the 10-month-old infant to her chest and began to remove that child from her. So I've yelled out, Samantha. She stops in her tracks, turns and faces me and says, who me? I've got her. Next time on Con Girl. She fooled me. I blame myself. My family doesn't know. It's been a struggle. The most strange investigation. She works fraud as though it's a full-time job. She has talents and abilities that mark her out from ordinary people. Where does the line get drawn? Something incredibly traumatic happened to her. A family member tells her to recreate herself or she's going to hell. Who is the real Samantha as a party? <laughs>